You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate. What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify's there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. And here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? Man, it is wonderful to wake up. Check this out. I got my Victory Monday shirt on, celebrating what the Niners did. You know, they're in first place in the NFC West. There's no doubt about that. 2-0, standing low at the top with a 1-0 divisional record. And, you know, I, I got up pretty early this morning. It's a short week. And, you know, you forget... 
what these players go through on a weekly routine with their bodies getting beat up, all those things. And when you shrink a Sunday to Sunday game down to a Sunday to Thursday game down, I mean, good Lord, just as a content creator or curator or whatever you want to call me, you got a lot more work because it's not like you do less work uh, during those days. You got to do all that work. I remember as coaches too, whenever we would do a short game, it was terrible, man. Uh, it was terrible. We, we, we had this team in our division that had one stadium for like six high schools. And so anytime you played one of them, you're playing on like Thursdays, Wednesdays. Sometimes it was just such a pain. And we hated having them in our district because it's tough to do all the film breakdowns, get the game plan, implement the game plan, practice, rehab your injured players, and then go out there and perform. It's just difficult. Um, and so the players and the coaches, you know, Kyle Shanahan gave the guys a day off today. And so it's like, take the day off. We show up because the coaches got to get together and establish their game plan for this Thursday game against the Giants. And we'll talk a little bit about that. But I want this game to be, or today's show, to be about what happened yesterday. We're going to be going over grades. Um, got up early this morning, 5 a.m. film breakdowns, just like the coaching world, man, back in the day. And... You know, I've finished the entire offense, all 22 first halves loaded on the 49ers rush and our Patreon channel, and we've got the PFF scores, and I want to share those things and kind of some of the things that stood out. Um, th there's a lot to talk about today, and I'm so excited to be here with you guys. What's up, RTP? Appreciate you, man. Hashtag CC Mosquito Killer. Look at that. Uh, Matthew says, man, I'll let you give the, the grade. Shout out to the Rams for having a hell of a game plan. Almost worked till it didn't. Shout out to Wilkes and the defense. That's huge. Defensive coordinator making second half adjustments. That was awesome. And Matthew says, shout out to the O-line for a clean game. You said it, man. Uh, 100%. What's up, Brian? Hashtag CC. Enjoy this win. Brian says, divisional games are always tough. Uh, <laughs> like John says, teams are built to win their divisions. That's what you do. You design your team to win the division. And we did that. You design your team to go through tough divisional games on the road. The, the clearest thing, you know, the, the schedule comes out and you got your 17 games. The very first thing that you look at, like, yeah, the cool, fun, big matchup games against the Cowboys and the Eagles and the Bengals, those are all well, they're fun, whatever. They don't count half as much as your divisional games. And the number one game that you got to win is always your toughest divisional opponent on the road. We thought that was going to be Seattle. Maybe it will be whenever everything shakes out. Seattle's not looking very good. Uh, barely beating a Lions team that has the worst defense or one of the worst defenses in the NFL, maybe in history. Like, they're terrible. But, like, the Rams might be that guy. And let's say it is the 49ers and the Rams fighting for the NFC West title all year long. You just won the most crucial game on your entire schedule all year if that's the case. I didn't think the Rams were going to be as good. I knew they'd be better than their roster, but man, they looked good. Give them credit. But if it is the 49ers and the Rams fighting for this divisional race, you already have your keystone win of the year in the bag at week two because they got to come to Santa Clara, which was it a home game down there in Levi South Rams don't have fans. We talk about that all the time. But this win could be much bigger. Thank you, uh, Brian. I, I think you put it out there, man. That's huge. And so you've started your divisional supremacy. 
and you went seven and zero against the division last year. Already one and zero against what seems to be a quality opponent. That's huge. Um, <laughs> look at this. Rams fans absolutely loving their moral victories. They better because they're not going to get anything else out. That's that's all they got this year. Um, Matthew says Papa pointed out that Wilkes call from the um, game up from the booth, not the sidelines, which gives him a better vantage point. Yeah, that's pretty typical. Usually you have the OC up there or the DC. You usually have one of the co coordinators up in the booth, but when Wilkes stepped into this situation, which Wilkes usually is on the sideline, he's done both. Make no mistake about it. The 49ers culture on their defense, they have three prominent, prominent position coaches in their D-line coach, linebackers coach, and secondary coach. So Bullocks, Holland, and uh, Kusarek, those guys are the vocal point of the team. Most NFL teams don't have that. So Wilkes stepping in, man, you guys got this on lockdown. I'll go up there and be a professor, and it worked wonders. It worked wonders. What's up, BND? Appreciate you, Kevin. Glad you're here, man. He says, let's go. Hashtag CC, 2-0 first place. Yes, sir. What's up, Tim Ford? Absolutely love it. Love all the hashtag CCs. Now, I put a question. What's up, Steven? How you doing, man? Uh, I put a question in the chat. Not really a question. I put a statement. It's very, very simple. It, it was Nick Bosa was the highest PFF rated player in the game for either team yesterday, offense or defense, true or false. And you guys are voting 69% nice, currently say true, 31% says false. My DMs, my emails would say Nick Bosa sucked all game. That's what everybody kept saying. Every, Nick Bosa was terrible. I was making fun of Aaron Donald because he didn't register a single stat the entire game. Not one, not one assisted tackle, not one pressure. Uh, he did get a pressure, but like nothing. And people were like, well, Nick Bosa had the same thing. And I was sitting there screaming, no, he wasn't. Y'all not watching the same games. We're, we're watching different games, I think. Because Bosa was having a, a great game, especially in the second half. And he didn't have negative plays. The freaking 49ers were running straight at Aaron Donald and letting Aaron Banks block him one-on-one -on -one repeatedly, and Banks shut his ass down. 99 wanted nothing to do with 65. Owned him. And I said last week, if Aaron Banks keeps playing this way, he's in line for a Pro Bowl. Maybe an All-Pro. I, I did put that in there. Dude, 65 shut 99 down. Down. And I got the film to prove it. And so, yeah, I, I'm, I'm fine making that statement. Now, if you look at Nick Bosa, back to him, Nick Bosa finished with a 93.0 grade on pro football focus. He played 63 snaps, played 35 the week before, five pressures, three quarterback hits, two hurries. He had two tackles, one solo stop. Dude was all over the place. Just a positive player. Everybody thinks sacks are all that matters, and it's not. He disrupted the game at the game's most crucial points. He made the fourth down stop on the game's most crucial play. I would argue Isaiah Oliver gave him the assist, and he merely made the tackle, but he was where he needed to be. And so people that are criticizing Bosa, and I'm sure there's a lot of them out there, and I understand that. You're not getting the sacks that you're accustomed to. This was a defensive player of the year performance, just didn't have the stats to back it up. But the impact on the game, good Lord. They scored three points in the second half. Well, that's six with that, you know, whatever, Bush League field goal from McVay. But 
No, man. Nick Bosa, the statement is true. He was the highest rated player for anybody in this game, offense, defense. I went through and looked through every game that was played this week so far. There's still two Monday night football games. He was the fourth highest rated player from the NFL this weekend. Nick Bosa was. Anything over 90 is elite. 93 is beyond great. Dude balled out. Um, so, yeah, I want the sacks. I'm with you guys. But Nick Bosa was incredible. He played 63 snaps. Now, Nick Bosa had a couple comments that I do want to share. And this one was probably, I think Nick Bosa walked away from the press conference a little pissed off. And that's okay. Um, but he was asked if he's in football shape. Listen to this. Um. I'm not too concerned about it. I feel good. Uh, I think I needed a couple games to get get my body into football shape for sure. You can't simulate it. Um, and I'm. I think now that I'm through two and I've had some pretty good output for this one, I think I'm only going to be up from here. And, and so you know, he kept getting questions, like, "Oh, you've had a bad game. Why don't you have any sacks? Why don't why all this stuff going on?" And he's like. I've played well, like the casual observer just sees sacks, but the whole time when they run the ball to 97 side, they have to cut inside every time. A big reason why you have Fred Warner, man, how many sacks did he have or tackles did he have? Greenlaw had 12 Warner had 11 tackles. There's a big reason why that's the case because they can't hit the edge when Bosa's out there. And one of the holding calls that Bosa drew, he drew two, which PFF puts a really, really high premium on penalties. So, like, if you have a penalty against you, your score tanks. If you get somebody to draw a penalty, as Bosa did, that elevates your score huge because penalties are just gigantic. And PFF kind of over, probably over accounts for penalties. But, like, in the run game, that's the thing that's so crazy is you look at just what he does in the run game, he had the second highest score in the run game. Demo was the only one that had a higher score with the 75.8. He was 74.0. He had the highest pass rush score with the 92.1. The second highest score was Javon Hargrave with the 83.6. And so you're talking about somebody that was your best run, second best run defender and best pass rusher and played 63 out of 80 snaps. Good gosh. But what what is it else? What else you want? It, would one sack take the place of all those other things? For a lot of people, it would. And that sucks. That's sad. I know a lot of people don't understand football, and that's okay. You guys understand football. That's why you're here. Now, let's do one more Bosa just comment. He was asked, what was the difference in the first and second half with the D Niners defense? Um, we made some adjustments in the run game, which I think helped, and uh, turnovers. Were they both in the second half? Yeah, so obviously that helps. And uh, we kind of got into some of our pressures on the earlier downs, um, which is good against them when uh, they protect with a lot of guys. So, um, But, yeah, we just need to keep winning our one-on-one -on -one matchups when we, get, when we get them. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. 
Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And, you know, I, I think that's key because, yeah, you, Aaron Donald was, you know, double teamed. He got a triple team one time. Same with Bosa. That That's just the way it is whenever you're an all-star, when you're an all-pro, when you're a defensive player of the year like both those guys are. Now Aaron Donald's got several more. But you've got to understand, like, people are like, oh, man, we couldn't get any pressure. In the first half, you're correct. They were, they were, they were lighting it up. But the 49ers got 27 pressures. 27. The Rams got half that. And so you've got to let the game play out. It, it, you don't get a win or a loss based on the first half pressure rate. That's not the way this works. And so, you know, I'm looking at it and I'm just like, all right, yeah, these things matter. And, and you really, really do hope that you go out like you did against the Steelers. Maybe we're, we're spoiled with how great this Niners defense has been. And you force, I think it was like five, three and outs, and they give up like one, your very first first downs in the two-minute warning of the second quarter. Yeah, that's what we want. But that's not the way the NFL works. It's just not. It's not what it is. Um, Mosquito Killer says, yeah, the zone defense was killing us first half, a second half adjustments. Steve Wilkes was unbelievable. Obviously, you don't do, you know, a second, uh, you don't do grades for the coaching staff, but good gosh. Um, and I think Kyle said it perfectly. Here, I, I'll, I'll let Kyle say this. Why was the first half the way it was defensively? Um, same thing as in the week before. I mean, most of our stuff was in zones and, um, if you don't get to that quarterback, those zones will break down, and um, he diced us up in that way. Um, I thought we timed it up and got better there in the second half. Not to take anything away from those two players. I thought they did a real good job, just like they did last week. Um, but it's, my hat's off to both of them and, and the quarterback. 
I mean, he played so well early. You know, Stafford threw 50 times, 55 times. That's ridiculous. And eventually, kind of cost him. You know, one of his passes was a laser when it shouldn't have been, bounced off the running back for an interception. The other one was a little bit of a lazy pass. Wide receiver didn't fight back to the ball the way that he should have and turned into an interception. But the sack, um, you know, the three and out, some of those things, those were on Stafford. So Stafford was, you could say, elite. He was perfect for the first half. You don't win games through two quarters. That's not the way this the, things go. You got to play the whole half. You got to play both halves. You got to play the whole game. And guess what? We had one quarterback that didn't give the ball away at all. And that was Brock Purdy. That was Brock Purdy. And so if, if they're going to turn the ball over, hey, man, Niners going to take care of it. That's just the way it goes. Uh, Observe natural evolution. What's up, man? He says, the soft coverage adjustments came way too late. C-minus is a team with the W. We can only get better. Uh, <laughs> Rams, that's funny. Um, I won't read that second part. But, yeah, I mean, this is that's the Niners' philosophy. When Steve Wilkes came in, we want turnovers. We want to limit big plays. They did that. They limited the big plays. The whole defensive philosophy, the scheme of the whole Niners, everything with Steve Wilkes, and this is before Wilkes with Ryan. This is before Ryan's with uh, Sala. We want teams to have to, have to execute a perfect fifteen play drive and no negative plays to to score a touchdown. Rams did that three times consecutively in the first half. Didn't do it once in the second half. So the Niners are saying, look, even in a game on the road versus a division opponent where a quarterback is playing perfect, that's not enough to beat us because our defense is eventually going to get there and our offense is just going to be steady. We're close to 30 points a game. It's it's a winning formula. It's a winning formula. It, was it a perfect defensive game? No, they had more yards than us. But we didn't turn the ball over. They turned it over twice. And, and I think that is... You know, one of the big things that are about this. And we did start to blitz a little bit. Uh, Eric says our blitzes are nasty. Even the vaunted uh, Stafford couldn't cope. And that's kind of what he's best at. Let's go look at just kind of the numbers. I'm on the wrong team. Here we go. We blitz 15 times. That's quite a bit. And Stafford, like his MO is, he's one of the best, you know, whatever, quarterbacks versus the blitz. Now, both of his interceptions were against four-man pressure. Neither one of his, his highest QBR was against the Blitz. He had an 81 NFL passer rating against the Blitz, a 63 against four-man pressure. Like, the way you beat Stafford's always the same. It's just what it is. Now, if you look at just some of the other things, yeah, he had no turnover-worthy plays against the Blitz. None whatsoever. Um, and so... Man, it's it's interesting whenever you look at it that way. But the blitzes work because we got a sack with one of the blitzes with Fred Warner. We got some pressures going late, and that and it and then again, you saw Stafford first half, like calm, cool, collected, smiling, having fun, all that stuff. Everything's working perfect. You go to the fourth quarter, Stafford sweating his rear end off. He's got panic, dumb face. He has dumb face. Let's just be honest. As somebody with dumb face, I could say that. I think that's how the rules go. But, like, he had dumb face. You tell he was flustered. He was exhausted. He was mad. Like, it just wasn't well. First half, cool. 
but eventually they got there. And I think that's huge. Um, Ed, yeah, we'll talk about CMC. He was incredible. Uh, there's no doubt about it. Ed said, uh, I predicted 31 to 14 was close after watching John Chapman. So, yeah, <laughs> we were close. Um, we were close. And that stupid field goal at the end, I'm still pissed off about that. No, no, no lie about that. That is ridiculous. Um, what's up, Steven? He said, I'm excited to see how Pur Purdy responds after a per uh, performance he wasn't happy with. You know, I just finished the offensive thing. I thought he was awesome. Yeah, everybody wants to talk about those three misses, but he hit two deep balls. He hit two of them. He hit the back shoulder fade to Juwan Jennings, and then the awesome, right before the half, deep pylon throw that was a pass interference that was on the money. So he went two of five, right? That's how I see it. Now, was the Debo want to catch? No, but it was a pass interference in the end zone. So two of five on the deep ball, I'm cool with that. Could it have been better? Yes. The fact the Niners didn't score 40 points, that is crazy to me with how good Kyle Shanahan schemed up this game. And people want to talk about Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, and Sean McVay came out and did a great game. Not even close to what Kyle Shanahan did. Not even close to what Kyle Shanahan did. That dude was in his bag, man. Shanahan, whew, going for it with one second left, was going to go for it for fourth down until they reviewed the play with Ayuk. That dude was slinging them out there, man. Ed, he says, it's not about sacks. It's about productivity from a player. Thank you. Impacting the quarterback. That is huge. Josh, my man, he says, from 5% to 30% in terms of blitzing from first to second half. You got to change it up. Look, I know we're talking about not blitzing. I know we're talking about how great Stafford is versus the blitz. I get all those things. We tried that. It didn't work. I remember being on the sideline as an assistant, young in my coaching career, and we had a defensive coordinator that was awesome, man. He good dude and whatever else, and he could beat anybody on the board, and this is your weakness, and we're going to take advantage of you here. And we're getting beat, and we had a really good team. We went deep in the playoffs that year. And he goes to the sideline, and it was like deep in the third quarter, and they kept beating us with the same play. And he had this phrase, and he goes, I can't draw it up any better. At some point, you guys are just going to have to make a play. And I remember, like, I'm a coach, and so, like, I don't express this, but I'm just like, dude, you just got yourself beat. Like, what the hell are you conveying to your kids? One well, of these are high school kids, right? But this is one of the largest programs in the country, one of the most successful programs in the country. And I'm just like, look, dude, you can draw it on the board, but we're not playing on the board. We're playing on the field with players. You got to adjust, and he wouldn't do it. He was too proud. And he was right. On the board, his system should work. And yeah, you're right, Steve Wilkes. We told I said this in my show. Don't blitz Matthew Stafford. You can't do that. But guess what? What you were doing didn't work. And so, do you keep doing the same damn thing? Hell no. You got to change it up. And so you go from, as Josh said, Josh is the man, um, a five percent blitz rate to a thirty percent blitz rate. You got to make them uncomfortable. And as soon as Fred, Big Fred, came at him and hit that dude in the chops. Everything changed after that, and that was the difference. Now, listen to Big Fred talk about the sack play, and I, I love this comment from a coach about not supposed to jump. But uh, here's Fred Warner on the sack. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was one that we that we uh, we dialed up there. Um, you know, I want we want we were trying to get the line to slide to me. Uh, that's why I kind of lined up to the right, and then I'm wrapping around, and I was wide open. The the B gap opened up like the Red Sea. Um, and uh, I didn't know whether to jump or not. They always say don't jump, but it worked out. 
<laughs> yeah, we, we do. We, we say don't jump and don't spin. Those are like anybody that coaches defense, don't jump, don't spin. And then somebody's like, yeah, but Dwight Freeney. Well, Dwight Freeney can mess with some rules because he's a little bit different. Fred Warner can mess with some rules because he's a little bit different. When you're teaching fundamentals, don't leave your feet. Don't turn your back to the ball carry. Those are very simple coaching, whatever. And so, like, Fred Warner smiling, I know that he had, you know, a high school coach, a college coach, a position coach that always used to scream at him, don't jump, don't leave your feet. And so to make that play, we all have that voice. I mean, mine's Coach Woodall. I remember that back in the day. Uh, Castleberry High School, baby. West Side, Fort Worth, Texas. Like, don't do that, Chapman. Yes, sir. Yes, coach. But when you're in the moment and you feel it, sometimes you do it. Now, I'm nowhere near anything that Fred Warner has ever been. Um, I realized that whenever we had him at our draft party and I got to shake his hand and I was just like, damn, you huge. That's a big old dude. <laughs> um, but you got to change things up. I don't give a damn if you went on the board and your game plan could be perfect. What Mike Tyson say? Everybody got a plan until you get punched in the mouth. How do you react? How do you react? Wilkes reacted perfectly. Wilkes did everything you could have dreamt of. First half, dog poop. Didn't work. So what? You want to feel bad for yourself? No. Go out there, do something different, and make plays. You got the 49ers finished the number one defense in the NFL last year, and it wasn't even close. And, yeah, you, you got popped in the face. Last year, the Chiefs did it to us, right? He said they did it the whole game. Right now, the 49ers have the number three defense in the NFL as far as points allowed. Number three. Now, there's still two more Monday Night Football games, so that could change, whatever else. But you've got the number three defense. Guess what? We got the number three offense. It's about winning games. Figuring those things out. And I, I think that they are starting – to figure out how to win games whenever they're difficult. You won that game. You got out of there. That's huge and pretty healthy. Ayuk will have to wait and see. Ambry Thomas will have to wait and see. Um, but I, I think we're going to be all right. RTP, he says, Bose is a killer no matter what. Won't always show in the personal stats. Let's go. Yes, I love that comment. Yeah, awesome. Um, how about Odom? Um, let's go. I think you're talking about, yeah, you know, he made some plays in the special teams for sure. Um, I, I assume that's who you're talking about, but we'll see here. Kevin says, McVay uh, definitely was coaching with the spread in mind yesterday. That pissed me off. Oh, I can't stand that stuff. Um, Ed says, fire half the Niner media reporters. It's terrible. Uh, man, I don't know. I go back and forth all the time. Like, what's my role in all these things? And I'm like, will I, when I benefit people, if I'm in the you know media room and i just i don't know i don't know if it's worth it for me they do, we've got some great reporters man we've got some great reporters are all of them great no is there any team that's great no you want to hear something funny go listen to the chargers beat reporters on this last one that was pretty comical uh Brandon staley going after some people which you know he should be criticized i'm not saying don't criticize them and kyle should be criticized there were several parts of this game where i was like kyle you leaving it on the field with the way you're calling it, calling that timeout after the Debo fumble. That was ridiculous. Run the ball on third down. Sometimes keep them honest, especially in light boxes, uh, rotate Christian McCaffrey, just a little bit. He got a hundred percent of the snaps. Like there's criticisms and those things should be brought up. They don't outweigh 
how great the 49ers have been and how great Kyle Shanahan was. I think this was Kyle Shanahan's one of his best games ever called. Was it perfect? No. I mean, how many offensive plays did we have? Let's see, we had 80 defensive plays and we had 57 offensive plays. And so were you 57 and 0 with 57 perfect calls? No, there weren't. But that doesn't mean I want to focus on the three bad plays all the time. And I think that's just part of society. And it's funny. You know, I went back through. I try to do this uh, sometimes. I look at all my tweets during the game um, because I usually live on Twitter. And I, I, I'm just curious what catches, positive or negative. Because if I say, man, what a great play by Javon Kinlaw, right? Or if I say, oh, terrible play by so-and-so. And I go back. The most interactions are always any negative comment I have. Why is that? Um, eh, Sociology's probably got some answer in there where, it's, where it's ever. But I don't want to just be an engagement guy. I think it's interesting just to look. And it's like, man, my top three, you know, whatever, most active, engaged comments were all negative. I had 25 positives and three negative comments. The three negatives are the one that caught. That's just society. Doesn't mean I'm going to change put out more negativity no hell no that's not who i am i'm not gonna change who i am because of tweets <laughs> um i laugh i know some people would be like oh hey we gotta do this uh, but i ain't gonna be that guy yeah, yeah i think y'all know that um so we'll, we'll see there we'll see there um steven says john do you think the niners will play more press co- uh, press man coverage when the rams come to town at the end of the year i'm gonna be honest with you steven we don't play the Rams until week 18. It's our final game um, of the season. I don't think this is going to be the same Rams team. They came into the NFL with the least depth probably in the NFL. Uh, we'll have to see how that looks. I don't, I don't know. If Stafford's still playing, if Donald's still playing, if Cup, who didn't play today, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. McVay's incredible, though. So we'll have to kind of wait and see. But, yeah, I'd run a little bit more. I'd mix it up a little more. I, I And you'll have more tools in your tool bag week 18 than you do week two. You got to rebuild. Isaiah Oliver, he ain't been with the team. He ain't been out there. And so this is new. And when Ambry Thomas went down after the first drive, like it was like, all right, we got to roll with Oliver. We ain't got nobody else. And he answered the bell, thankfully, but he limits a little bit of what you can do. It's pretty damn hard to adjust what you're going to do with Isaiah Oliver out there. And some of you guys are like, well, you should have got that in during training camp and all that stuff. And I agree. Week two is different than week 18. So by the time you get there, you're hoping you'll have more time and more continuity. You don't want to give up big plays. And so trying to make adjustments before everybody's ready and everybody knows what they're supposed to do. That's where you get last year with the Bears last year. With the Broncos last year, where you have these lapses in coverage, we haven't had any of those. Zero, right? None. You know, everybody wants to talk about Talano Funga, how, how great he is, but he blew all these coverages. Has he blown any this year? Nope. Through two games, through two days. Like, and so I know that everybody just wants to hit the damn quarterback, and I do too. I'm screaming at the TV, hit that damn guy. And I'm getting like, hit them <laughs> and we're not hitting them. And I think that's, that's important. That's important. Um, RTP. What's up, my friend? He says Hargrave and Kinlaw did their thing in the trenches, especially in the second half. Gosh, man. 
So again, only 17 players played for the 49ers defensively. These are pro football focused grades. Take them with, you know, a grain of salt, but it's a great launching point. Nick Bosa was number one, 93 grade. Number two, Javon Kinlaw. Javon Kinlaw played 29 plays, almost all in the uh, pass game. He only, which they threw the ball so many damn times. So that's part of it. But he had 25 pass rush plays and had four pressures, four hurries, one batted ball. Dude was awesome in the pass game, not the run game, which is supposed to be his MO in the pass game. That's huge. Um, Hargrave finished sixth with a 68.7 grade, five pressures, five hurries, one tackle. He did have a missed tackle, but just rounded out the top five, Bosa one, Kinlaw two, Warner three, Tayshawn Gibson four, Drake Jackson. Drake Jackson, man. Did he get the sacks? No. But three pressures, one tipped pass, two tackles, one solo stop. I freaking love that. I freaking love that. Yeah, I, if Drake Jackson just stays on this trajectory, it's where he needs to be. I, I've said so many times, like, there's no way in hell he's going to have a bunch of three-sack games. I hope he does. That's just not a reality. But, man, you continue to get this positive play from Drake Jackson at such a young age, you're going to be all right. Now, other positives. We made a lot of money betting this week. Two weeks in a row we hit big. Week one was gigantic. Last week was good. We got some more bets of the week coming on this Thursday night game. Aaron Rodgers' season is officially over, but yours has just begun with my bookie. NFL College Ball, brand new cash out system that gives you the best options to win all season long. You hit the first two legs of your parlay, guess what? You can cash out early, place another bet, or let it ride for a bigger payday. Join us the entire season at mybookie.ag, or you can scan the QR code right next to me. The link is in the description of this video and or podcast, however you're watching or listening. But right now, MyBookie has a no-strings-attached cash bonus that lets you deposit and withdraw quick. Use promo code 49ers49ERS on your first deposit of 50 or more, and you can receive up to $200 in cash instantly credited to your MyBookie account. That's 49ERS, that's the promo code, to claim your bonus now. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere, and I mean anywhere. You can bet anywhere. I've lived in California for eight years. Bet anywhere. I mean it. Head over there with MyBookie. And we'll post all of those bets Wednesday this week over on the 49ersrush.com and on our Patreon. That's Jerry Rice tier and above. Plus, um, just one more thing about our Patreon at 49ersrush.com, the 49ersrush.com. We have our Zoom hangout this Sunday night because the Niners play Thursday. We don't have a 49ers game this Sunday, which is cool, but we'll set up a Zoom call. Um, and we'll just hang out. We'll talk about the NFL. We'll talk about the Niners after three weeks. We'll make it right before that Sunday night football game. So I'll have to look at the time. It usually starts about 5.20 p.m., so we'll probably start about 4.30. Um, anyway, so that's what we'll have coming. This we got a lot of content, whether it's bets, whether it's every offensive, defensive, special teams play broke down, all 22, um, whether it's Zoom hangouts. Man, we build in the community. We're putting in that work even on short weeks. It don't matter. It don't matter. Now, Going through the grades, um, the lowest graded, only 17 players. Cleveland Farrell was last, 44 snaps. He had a 48.6. He had two pressures, one quarterback hit. Um, that was it. Demo it was interesting. He got targeted a lot, allowed seven catches on 11 targets. 
but I don't think that tells the whole story. I remember people kept messaging me about how bad Demo and Charvarius Ward were, and I was like, man, they're not even on the same level. Like, Charvarius Ward, I thought, had a really bad game, and I thought Demo had a pretty good game and great game at the end. And I was like, man, am I crazy? And then the Kyle Shanahan press conference, he was asked about Demo. Listen to what he said about Demo. From, you know, I thought he was one of our better players today. I mean, just the way he showed up at the end. I know they, um, we gave up a number of completions, but he was the one, to me, being the most aggressive there. And, man, he got that huge pick at the end by undercutting him. And, um, and he played real physical in the run game, too. I, I thought that was so important. Demo, I, I really thought, was just awesome. Um, but, yeah, I mean, yeah, you give up seven catches on 11 targets that's bad but then you look at charvarius ward that dude gave up 10 catches on 11 targets um and had a missed tackle and so like i i don't know charvarius ward's been incredible and i love that dude i wish he was at every press conference because he's my favorite 49er to listen to whenever he talks because he's just hilarious um but i thought it was a bad game he finished right in the middle um and isaiah oliver we got to talk about him and I'm going to let Fred Warner kind of tee up the conversation. But I've been very critical of Isaiah Oliver. I did not think he was a fit on this team. I didn't like the lack of physicality that he showed all through training camp, preseason, and the very first game against the Steelers. That dude shut me up pretty damn quick. Yeah, Isaiah, I mean, he had a huge game today. I think this was was great for him and his confidence uh, in, in this game. And, you know, Isaiah, he's a great player. We signed him for a reason. Uh, you know, obviously, I guess you, you could talk about an adjustment, but he's gotten better and better as uh, as his time has gone here. So I'm really happy for him and the performance that he had. Now, was it perfect? No. Uh, missed tackle. He had two missed tackles. Uh, he had a penalty. He had whatever else. But he also, fourth down stop. Had the interception whenever we couldn't get a stop to save our lives. And they had another tackle on third down that forced a punt. So single-handedly finishing three drives in the second half, good Lord. If the Niners can get that type of play from the nickel, that's going to be awesome. Now, is he going to be a frustrating guy to follow? Yeah, he is, man, because it's just a little different with him, and that's okay. That's okay. Um, but I'm telling you right now, dude, if we can get some solid play, because Ambry Thomas might be out for a minute. He really, really might. Don't know with the knee. Really, the knees are scary. But if that's the case, you're not getting back Daryl Luter Jr. until week five, that Cowboys game. And he hasn't been able to practice full pads with the team, and he won't be able to till that point. So I, I think health-wise, he's good to go, Daryl Luter Jr. I, I think that was one of the shed ahead sneaky roster moves early on. Um, but Daryl Luter Jr.'s got to get in pads first. And then he's got to get some work. So we'll see. You, He'll be eligible to come back week five, but probably week six or seven, and he's a rookie. So we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, that, that's going to be an interesting one. Now, I do want to give a shout-out to my man. I got to. This is just who I am. I got a whole bunch of bad uh, stuff about my boy, Dre Greenlaw. Let's talk about Dre Greenlaw. Led the team in tackles. Led the team in solo stops. Dude allowed three catches on seven targets, which is incredible. You look at Fred Warner, he allowed three catches on five targets. Now, Warner and coverage is a whole different beast than whatever else. But you look at just, he had the highest tackling grade of anybody that played this week. 
Was the penalty a mess? It was. It was. And you're going to get those with Dre. But that dude sets the tone of the whole defense and the violence that he brings. So it's easy to sit there and just be like, ah, I'm so tired of, you know, Dre Greenlaw. And I got a lot of those emails cussing out Dre Greenlaw and whatever else. And that's cool. But I'm telling you right now, the linebacker play that you are getting with these two, not one, Fred Warner deserves Defensive Player of the Year. He deserves All-Pro. He deserves all those damn things. I, this is not an anti, you know, Fred Warner post. What's up, Big Papa? This is, man, Dre Greenlaw's there too. And that dude balled out. He was everywhere. So take that what you will, man. Um, right here, Mark. Yeah, uh, your Facebook stuff shows up. It doesn't show up on the YouTube, but the program that I'm on, it filters Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, all those things. All those comments come through on here so I can see them. Other people cannot unless it gets highlighted like with what we just did. So sorry, I'm ru I'm running this show uh, show solo. So we, we always got, you know, a lot of <laughs> – it's hard to get through all these comments, which I love, and I appreciate everybody. Um, and all that you guys bring to the show. But let's switch over to the offensive side of the ball. But uh, right before we do, man, I am so pumped this week because we got our home opener, guys. And that is just awesome. And we're going to be out there. My wife's coming with me, Miss Chapman. Come have a good time. This is, you know, what we were able to put together in Pittsburgh. So check this out real quick. Just a 20-second video. Going to 49ers games is awesome, but what's even better than that is going to 49ers games with the faithful, joining the community, and we got you covered. The 49ers Rush Road Trip is going into its fourth year of bringing the faithful together, night before parties, tailgates the day of. We got you covered. Go get your tickets at 49ersRushRoadTrip.com. Go see the full list of all 12 games, both home and away, that we will be working on. And remember, every single event we do is family-friendly. 49ers Rush Road Trip. Not only family-friendly, kids get in free with the ticketed adults. Um, we'll have a good time. We always want to make sure the kiddos have a good time. We're going to be over in the blue lot. Um, we are right next to the Democracy Way exit. We'll be there three and a half hours early, baby. Um, so before kickoff, that's as early as they allow people to enter. Uh, so the blue lot come out party. We got you guys come have a good time. Unlimited drinks, food, everything you want, music, TVs, competitions, trivia. We got it all. So come party with us over there. It's going to be an absolute blast. Now let's jump over. Um, let's talk offense. And, you know, again, I finished all of my video breakdowns for the offense early this morning before the PFF scores came out. And I walked out of that game. I think I counted four George Kittle pancakes. And I was like, I understand that Kittle isn't the main target <laughs> whenever it comes to the passing game. But I was just like, good Lord, George Kittle was the best player. I really believe that. George Kittle was the best offensive player in this game. They used him in max protect. I had four pancakes. PFF scores came out. After I finished my breakdown, and I said that several times on the breakdown, highest-rated player, rightfully so. He finished with an 84.8. Dude was just crazy. He played 55 of 57 offensive snaps and was just killing people, man. You watch the Debo touchdown run. You watch the 51-yarder from CMC. You watch uh, it, whatever. If there's a successful play, 
85 is taking care of business somewhere. And I, I just really thought Kittle was just, he was killing it, man. He was just having such a blast out there. And there's a clip, and I got to put this out there. I'm going to get Juan to cut this one. Debo scores his touchdown, you know, on the side. And Kittle just went over the top of a dude, pancaked him, rolled over, and is just laying on his back like a turtle celebrating by himself just because he's so happy, you know. It's just kind of who he is. It's <laughs> RTP, Kittle cakes and syrup all day, baby. That dude was just killing people, man. He was killing people. Oh, it was awesome. Uh, so the top five offensively, George Kittle, Trent Williams, Jawan Jennings played 27 snaps. That's about what he's going to be. Absolutely just stud run blocking. The penalty, I hated the penalty. I really, really did. Brian says, yeah, anybody else uh, want to throw up after that flag? Yeah, that was a dirty play. He's going to get fined. He's going to lose money, and he should. That was not kosher, man. That was not cool. Not cool at all. And so the crackback days of the 80s and whatever else, I get it, and you love to see that type of violence, but not when it's directed at a defensive guy. I hated it. You don't have to do that. You just got to slow him down and get in his way. You ain't got to freaking ruin his uh dude smash the hell out of him and again like Jawan jennings is Dre greenlaw and they both made the same similar mistakes at the different time we applaud them and we love them for how violent and just impactful they are because opposing teams hate them they hate them nobody wants to play against Dre greenlaw nobody wants to play against Jawan jennings and sometimes you got to take the bad with the good and obviously, you coach them up, and, man, we can't have that. We can't have that. We can't have that. But not at the extent of, I don't want you to be a dog. Like, Jawan Jennings is a dog. That dude had the highest run blocking grade, even over Kittle, who had four pancakes. Jawan Jennings had an 88.6 run blocking. Kittle had an 86. Incredible. Ayuk was fourth. Debo fifth. CMC sixth. Brock Purdy seventh. Like, and awesome games. You go to the flip side. Ugh. Lowest rated player again, Spencer Burford. I thought that he had a decent game. I counted three or four really bad plays. Just kind of overextended. But here, I'll say this. <clears throat> you know, CMC on his 51-yard touchdown run. Or not touchdown, but just big run. Listen to this. Some great blocks. Debo had a great block. <clears throat> Juwan had a great block being a, you know, going in motion and doing what he does. And, uh, you know, after that, it was just instincts took over but those guys you know george had a great block too point of attack juice all those guys all day man the o-line um they play so hard and fight for every single yard and um love those guys there's some back and forth after that with you and Kelly witherspoon what was being said there i just what's up man like good to see you <laughs> you know some casualties just uh casual conversation oh man now i will say this on the after the 51-yard run, you got Akello over there. I don't know what the hell Akello Witherspoon and number one Kendrick were doing, the two corners. Why were they talking trash the whole game? They got roasted by everybody. They got ran over by everybody. And they just kept stepping up trying to talk their trash. And it was just like, do you understand we're taking advantage of you repeatedly this entire game? Like, what are you doing? But they just kept talking. Like, I... I don't know, commend them. Like, <laughs> knock me down 10 times, I'll get up 11, I guess. But uh, 
Yeah, you could see Christian McCaffrey on the broadcast view, and it was uh, – <laughs> yeah, anyway. If you want to go watch it, you watch it. A lot of cuss words. I don't want to go through there, but it was clear as day, and he said the same thing twice. That was awesome, man. Uh, so for him to come back, like, oh, congenials. You know, we were just kind of hanging out. But, yeah, I mean, they they really could do whatever they wanted on offense. The biggest negative, and I want to talk about this a little bit, was the Brock Purdy throws. Because, you know, Shanahan was asked, what were your thoughts on the Brock overthrows? And here's what he had to say. I, th- I thought they were all tough ones. I, I think the, the Ayuk one was probably um, his toughest one because it was, it was just his number one read and it just sailed a little bit. Um, the one with Debo, I mean, he went all the way across the board in a, in a really tough read. And, um, yeah, you'd love him to hit it, but he did miss it. And um, the one to Jennings, um, I, that one didn't bother me much. I was, we're a little surprised the ball was going there and everyone else was covered and he just tried to make a play. But the main thing he did today was protect the ball. Um, besides those three misses, which um, none of them were easy, but he took care of the football, didn't give them a chance to touch it. And um, when he was under duress, he uh, was smart. Yeah, it's so you look at Stafford, two turnovers, that's huge. You look at Purdy, clean play clock, play sheet. You know, every time he threw the ball, even though they were overthrows, never in jeopardy of being intercepted, and that's the difference. That's the difference. Now, you can't say that he missed all his deep throws, and I see people already putting that out there. He hit two. He hit Jennings on a 20-yard pass, a little over. Uh, back shoulder fade, awesome. And he hit Debo, which drew the pass interference call in the end zone. So there's room to grow. That That's what that is. You know what I mean? And so not too concerned about any of that stuff right here. John, am I the only one that loves CMC talking trash to Witherspoon? Yeah, like you bust off a 55-yard, 51-yard run, and you lower your shoulder and run over a guy at the end of it, and that corner gets up talking to you like he just got a tackle for loss, he didn't even tackle him. CMC ran over him. And so, like, I'm, I'm sure it's just like, wait, what? Didn't I just knock you out on a 50-yard gain? Why are you talking to me? Do you, do you not know what's happening out there? And another thing, too, like, Akello, I think Akello, Akello's soft. He was soft when he was in college. He was soft with us. He's soft since. He was soft this game. He was soft. I wonder. Let me. I don't know. Let me look. I, I didn't check to see where he fit. Maybe he had a good game. Uh, Darion Kendrick was the. He had a thirty-seven point two score. Akella Witherspoon had to fifty-seven point eight. So not terrible actually. But he did have a missed tackle. He had one tackle. So yeah, like whatever. Like, you were a below-average player. But, like, what the hell? Your former team, and you're getting up and trying to talk trash to the one guy that wasn't your former teammate? Trying to act all tough after a 50-yard gain? Man, shut the hell up. Like, ah, your time for trying to be tough around these guys, this team, you had that chance for three years and never did it. Yeah, anyway, I've, I've never I've never been an Akello guy, and whenever he did that whole, yeah, I'm going to play, I'm going to play, took all the reps, and then right before the game against Miami, says, yeah, coach, sorry, can't go. It's just bothering me too much. After telling the team all week, yeah, I can go, I can go, I can go. Um, Shanahan didn't hold back either. He, he put that out there in the public. Y'all remember that game, that Ryan Fitzpatrick game where he lit us up with the Dolphins? That's Akello's fault. Was he the one getting posterized out there? He wasn't. That was all Akello's fault. Uh, anyway, I digress. I'm going to get emails about that one. I, I, I believe in positivity. I believe in uplifting people. You put your teammates in a bad situation, and then you act like you're the victim. 
Get the hell out of here, man. I ain't got no time for that shit. I ain't got none. None. Be a man. Yeah, I messed up. I put a team in a bad spot. I shouldn't have done that. Done. Then the, you squashed it. But then you leave the team and you act like we did you wrong. Bitch, please. Are you kidding me? I'm glad you got your ass ran over. I'm sorry. Man, I'm getting, I'm getting hot over here. Oh, and he's he is exactly what the Rams are. That's the thing. Soft finesse. You finesse. That's what this team is. You kick field goals with time expiring when you're down 10 points. Soft ass team. I hate the Rams. Oh, sorry, man. I'm getting mad. <laughs> uh, get mad over here. But uh anyway, great win, man. Great win. And oh man, that's gonna be so many DMs and emails. Anyway, love you guys. This is awesome. This has been a fun show. Now, this week's gonna be a little bit different. Next two mornings, we've got the John and Wayne show 10 a.m. tomorrow. We got the Steph John and Wayne show, which I'm looking forward to every Wednesday. It's gonna be 8 a.m. Wednesday. Then we're gonna probably do a double show. I think we're gonna have to Wednesday with our scouting report, breakdown, all that stuff. Where you know, our flagship program. I ain't missing that. Bets of the week. Then Thursday. I got to pick the U. Here's it. Just so you know, my schedule, <laughs> I have to pick up a U haul for the tailgate, which is awesome. I'll pick that up probably Wednesday night. Load it all day, Thursday morning. We'll drive out there. It's Thursday, so we got to go through traffic. That'll probably take a good two hours from the uh, East Bay. We'll start loading up. We got the early tailgater lot. So shout out to my man, Sam. You're the best person that's ever lived. Um, we'll be there set up tailgate starts three and a half hours early we're gonna have food drinks all kinds of good times so make sure you guys come out here have a good time with us guys if you are going to the game come say what's up over in the blue lot man that's where it's gonna be at so come party with us we're excited about it you guys are the best this is a good show i had fun but uh back to more film i'm gonna have the second half all 22 offensive loaded right after this show once I get this show up. So in the next hour or so for all our Patreon members and the 49ersrush.com members, you're going to have that uh, second half offensive tape. That would be up within the hour. So thank you guys, and until next time, stay strong, faithful. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.